Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي انزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا قيما لينذر باسا شديدا من لدنه ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات ان لهم اجرا حسنا ما كثين فيه ابدا صدق الله العظيم Inshallah, in today's khutbah, I will cover uh, a few stories which are mentioned in Surah Al-Kahf. This is one of the surahs that uh, many of us recite frequently. And, uh, and it has a lot of hasanat Allah Azza wa Jal has placed uh, for reciting Surah Al-Kahf as uh, one of the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that say that man qara'a ayat min awwal awwal al-kahf usima min fitnat al-bajjal that whosoever recites the uh, the first three ayat of surah al-kahf he will be protected from the fitna or the trials tri- 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 and tribulations caused by the dajjal another hadith says man hafiza 10 ayat min awwal surah al-kahf usima min dajjal the one who memorizes the 10 he will be protected from the fitna of the Dajjal. And uh, uh, similarly, another hadith that talks about uh, the one who recites Surah Al-Kahf on the day of the Jum'ah. Allah Taala will place a light for him between the Jum'ah that he recited and the next Jum'ah in between. So he will be illuminated with the Lord. Now, besides this uh, surah, in uh, many other surah Allah Azza wa Jal also talks about the fadl or the blessings that are linked to these surahs, whether it is chapters of the Quran that we can recite and we can get the hasanat on it. But at the same time, uh, we also have to understand that what is the content of the Quran itself? And uh, uh, when we uh, look at the Quran, the importance of the Qur'an, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned about the Qur'an, number one, that this is the book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Ibrahim, Alif Lam Ra, Kitabun Anzalnahu Ilayka Litukhrijal Nasa Mina Dulumat Ila Nur, Bi'idni Rabbihim Ila Surat Al-Aziz Al-Hameed. In this beginning of the surah of Surah Ibrahim, Allah has told us that the purpose of the revelation of this book, Al-Qur'an. Because when they say, لِتُخْرِجَ النَّاسَ 
This lamb here is lamb ta'aleem. This is the reason behind the revelation of the Quran, which is to take the people out of darknesses into the nur, into the light. And the light, the dhulamat is the plural here. There could be many ways of misguidance, deviation. But when it comes to nur, there's only one nur, which is from Allah Azza wa Jal, which is Al-Islam. Similarly, Allah Subhanahu talks about this, uh, uh, this Quran. لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرَانَ عَلَىٰ جَبَلِ لِرَايَتُهُ فَأَعْفَيَهُمُ تُوَصَدْنِيَمْ مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ If Allah Azza wa Jal has revealed this book on the mountains, the mountains would have trembled because of the weight of this book, Al-Quran. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi was also addressed in a similar manner. When the ayah says, إِنَّ سَنُلْقِي عَلَيْكَ قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا That we are revealing to you a قول, a word, which is heavy. So to Rasulullah it was already mentioned that it is a heavy word that we are giving to you. And another hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْفَعُ بِحَادِ الْكِتَابَ قُوَانًا وَيَدْعَوُ بِهِ آخِرًا The hadith says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises the nations by this book. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the nations down because of this book. So the thing that gives you the highest status to the ummah of Islam, of the Muslims, is this book. The word from Allah azza wa jal. And if we say, when we say Quran, we are automatically including the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu So let's not have any kind of a uh, any kind of a confusion here. And uh, another place of Allah also mentions about the very same book that says, well, Quran, The Quran is a hujjah for you or against you. Hujjah means it's a proof. On the day of judgment, it will be used for us or for against us. Whether we use this book for the purpose it was revealed, or we put it on the side. Or we just use it as means of recitation and not understanding what we are reciting. So we are reciting Surah Al-Kahf, Alhamdulillah. But we really have to know what is the content. What was around, what was the time frame the Surah was revealed? What was the purpose of it? And when we look into that, we find something very interesting. And I will just talk about some of the stories mentioned there because there are multiple stories more than what I'm going to mention here in Surah Al-Kahf. And inshallah, there will be in relevance to today's time that we are living through. So we can have some connection because the, first, the Quran is revealed, was not revealed only for the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu rather it was revealed for that time, today, and until the Day of Judgment. It will be a guidance for all of us, inshaAllah. So when we look at Surah Al-Qahf, cause of revelation number one thing, what was the Asbab al-Nuzul? Some of the Kufar of the Mecca, this is the time Rasulullah and Sahaba were going through very turbulent times, difficult times, the harsh times that they were going through. And Kufar of the Mecca, they were keep coming up with the new tricks to go against Rasulullah and the believers around him. And when they, after all sorts of tortures, whether they were insults or mental or physical tortures, they came up with another idea, they sent a delegation of Nadrul Haris and Nukbar al to the Yahud of the Medina to ask them 
really, what is the deal with this Rasulullah He's calling himself a prophet. The reason they went there to talk to the rabbis of the Yahud, so they can ask them because they knew of this, that they are the Ahl Kitab, they are the people of the book, they are aware of the prophets and all those things, let's ask them, is he really a prophet or not? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they went to them, and the rabbis, they said, why don't you ask them three questions? If he answers those three questions, he's a prophet of Allah. If he does not, then do whatever you want, then he's a liar. So it doesn't matter what you do with him. But ask them these three questions. What were the three questions? <clears throat> those three questions were, they said, ask him about some young men in ancient times, long time ago, what was their amazing story? Okay, that was Ashab al-Kahf, they were asking about. And second question, ask them about a man who traveled a great distance and reached the east and the west on earth. What was his story? And that's about Durkar name. And the third question they said, go and ask, of course they did not mention the answer. Ask, ask him about the room. Ruh here, they meant by the secret of life, soul. And when they went back to Rasulullah they asked these three questions. And Rasulullah he told them that, I will give you the answers tomorrow. And he did not say, inshaAllah, by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. And uh, the Wahi did not reveal, as some of the riwayah talks about, for 15 days. And the kuffar of the Mecca, they started ridiculing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to teach Rasulullah sallallahu something here, that whenever you say something about the future, you say insha'Allah, by the will of Allah azza wa jal. And this is what we learn. Of course, insha'Allah does not mean that we are not going to do something. Unfortunately, many of us think of this way, talking to their kids, is that you do something and we say inshallah which means we're not going to do it. This is not what it means. And if that's the intent of being aligned. So we have to be careful about using these terms also. But irrespective, so this is the time Allah subhanahu revealed that after 15 days the surah al was revealed and the answer for the rope was revealed which is mentioned in surah al-Isra. As Allah azza wa jal said, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ and he asked you, O Muhammad about the ruh, about the soul. The soul is of our affairs of my Lord, of the affairs of my Lord, and, and mankind have not given knowledge except a little. So we don't have the knowledge to understand the answer of what is what is ruh. Allah Subhanahu just mentioned that and left it there about as far as the issue of the ruh goes, issue of the soul goes. Now, when it comes to the other two questions, I will talk about, as I said, besides the ruh thing we all uh, talked about, three stories I will talk about very briefly, inshallah. Those three stories are mentioned in Surah Kaaba, stories of Ashab al Kahf, the companions of the Kahf or the Kings. Second story mentioned is about Al-Khadr. A righteous person of Allah Azza wa Jal that Allah gave him the knowledge. And the third person is Dhul Qarnayn. So these are the three brief stories I will talk. 
and inshallah we'll learn about the lessons that we can learn and then the purpose of that will be so whenever we are reciting the surah every Jum'ah or whenever we recite we keep this in mind that what Allah subhanahu is teaching us here because we know that when Allah subhanahu gives us the stories Allah subhanahu is teaching us lessons in there and Allah subhanahu says كَانَ فِي قَسَسِهِمْ in their stories, there is a ibrah, there is a lesson for you. For whom? The one who thinks, the one who rationalizes, the one who reasons the things. Then we can get the lesson out of these stories, inshallah. Now, the first story is about Ashabu Kahf. These were the youth. In the time of one of the king, at that time was Daqiyahus. And uh, they used to worship idols and they used to sacrifice animals to those idols and statues. So they had a carnival, we organized a carnival that everybody would come and worship those idols and uh, sacrifice uh, their animals and stuff like that. During that uh, carnival, there were some youth who realized this is something wrong what's happening. And they were the, the ones who believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they separated themselves away from whatever was happening in the carnival. And uh, one by one they gathered around a tree away from the carnival and they sat there. Now these youth, as the reports mentioned, they were the, the, the sons of elites of that time. Whether the, uh, the, the, the ministers or, or, or the rich ones, whoever, they were the elites of that time. And they gathered over there. And they were not talking to each other because they were scared that if they, they talk while they are there, they can get in trouble. This is why they separated themselves away to begin with. As Allah talks about that, that essay, the young men said to one another, and when you withdraw from them and that which they worship, except Allah, then seek refuge in the cave. Your Lord will open a way for you uh, from His mercy and will make easy for you your affairs. So, in this ayah, Allah is talking about that they separated themselves and they went to the cave and they <coughs> seek refuge. But before that, so they were talking to each other, started talking about uh, why they were gathered around the tree. One of them mentioned about that they believe that what they are doing in their carnival that is wrong and he believes in Allah and separated them. The second one said the same thing and the other said the same thing. And one of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu talks about that. Allah subhanahu gathers the likes of people together. The one who are like each other, they gather. The ideas they carry, they start gathering automatically together because they know where to go and meet the people who agree with your ideas. Anyways, they gather and Allah subhanahu uh, save them in the cave, they seek their food in the cave and uh, they lived, they, they, they slept in there for 309 years as Allah subhanahu wa mentioned in the Quran. Quran does talk, uh, uh, also talks about those who do not go into this issue of there were three or five or seven whatever they were, the numbers do not really matter. So we should not be getting into these things kind of things. But then later on when they woke up after 309 years of sleeping, and Allah subhanahu wa of them while they were sleeping. The status around that area was changed. Now the ruler who was there was the one who was 
uh, implementing the rule of Allah Azza wa Jal and he was worshipping what they were worshipping what Allah. Well then they went out. Since they sent one of the person with some money to go and buy some food or something for them, they they realized the people that the money that they're bringing, this is not the same this is not the money they use anymore, and this is from the past time. But anyway, to cut the story short because we don't have too much time here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected them, these people, they seek refuge, they were protected and they uh, 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 and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed them that the word of Allah, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were implemented after they woke up. But Allah protected them, Allah allowed them to go away from hardship if they cannot tolerate the hardship. Second story which is mentioned is about Khadr. One time, uh, one time uh, Musa والسلام, he stood up and he was uh, given the khutbah to the Bani Israel. One of the guys from Bani Israel, he got up and he asked, Who's the one who has the most knowledge? And Musa, he said, he is the one who has the most knowledge. Upon which Allah told him that there is another Abd of Allah who has more knowledge than Musa. Because Musa did not relate his knowledge to the knowledge given by Allah Azza wa Jal. So Allah is teaching him a lesson, Musa Islam here. So Allah told him, where you can go and find that person? And the person from the hadith, we know the person is, is Khabar. But in the Quran, it is just mentioned as a, one of the Abda min ibadina. Meaning he's a, one of the Abd from the state of Allah one of the state of Allah as a righteous person. So Khabar went with the, one of his servants to look for Khabar. Um, sorry, Musa went to look for Khabar. And uh, as Surah Al-Kahf mentioned, Abda min ibadina Allah has mentioned that and they found a servant from among our servants to whom we have given mercy from us and have taught him from us a certain knowledge. So Khadr had a specific knowledge that Musa did not. And in that case, Musa went there to gain the knowledge from him. And he asked for the knowledge. And Khadr only said one thing to him. He said that Musa said to him, May I follow you on the condition that you teach me from what you have been taught of sound judgment. That you will not be able to have patience with me. And Musa actually he promised that he will have, uh, he said that he will have suffer, he will be patient with him. And he, uh, he took him with him with this condition that he will not question him, whatever he does. And he did three things uh, which are mentioned in the Quran when they start going uh, across the river, they took the boat, and the people of the boat, they knew Khadr, and they told, they did not take any kind of fear from the Khadr. When they went across the river, Khadr made a hole in the boat. Musa said, why did you make a hole? They are the good people who give you a ride for free and you are making a hole. And Khadr reminded me, I told you you will not be patient. So Musa remembered what he said. He said, okay, I will be patient that next time. Uh, I was hasty. So now they went there and they saw a child. When they saw a child, Khadr went ahead and killed the child. Musa could not tolerate it. And he said, why did you kill an innocent life? Upon which he said, see, I told you, you will not be able to tolerate and will be impatient. So upon which Musa said a promise that if next time if he says something, then there will be a division between you and me. They move forward and then they 
It came across a village where they did not offer them any food. They did not take care of them as a guest. There was no hospitality. So on that, uh, they saw a wall that was about to collapse. So Khadr went ahead and he straightened the wall. And he did not take any kind of ujra or any reward in, in return. Musa again, he said, these guys did not take care of us and now you are, taking, uh, you are fixing the wall without even taking any ujra. You could have taken some money from them. And now Khadr said, now from there on, we are going to go separate ways because you are not able to be patient. Now, Khadr mentioned the stories behind these three things. First one was about the making the hole in the boat was because the king over there, ruler over there, he was oppressor and whenever he saw a nice ship or a boat, he used to take it. Because Khadr damaged it, now the king could not take it. So actually, Khadr was doing a favor. Same way the second story of a child was, the child was going to be a Catholic and would have caused to be a kufr to their parents as well in the future. So Khadr, he killed them because he was given the knowledge from Allah Ta'ala. It's not for you and me to start thinking, oh, this kid seems to be going bad, so we shouldn't do anything like this. No. This khidr was given a specific knowledge about the future. Okay? Now, and he mentioned Allah will give them a solid child later on, and uh, inshallah that will be good for the parents because the parents were righteous. Now, the third one was about there was a treasure that was uh, under the wall that, was, that belonged to an orphan, and the father was a righteous person. And uh, Khidr straightened the wall so that basically it will be protected and when the child will go up, he will be able to get the treasure. Now this was the story behind it. Now the third story of Dhul Qarman was Allah Subh'ana gave Dhul Qarman, a righteous man, a rule over big land. As it says, he traveled from east to west. And that's something that was given to Dhul Qarman. It's a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the rule back to the righteous people. The rule of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does come back. And it will be given to them as long as we do the job of being righteous. So now, but these three stories, the reason I mentioned, so I'll cover it up inshallah since we are out of time here. But we have to remember, and whenever we decide to look at the first story that I mentioned is that gives us an understanding, if we cannot live by the command of Allah Allah gives us a way to migrate. And this is what the Muslims in the time of Rasulullah did, they migrated Habasha as well at that time. Now, second thing is about the Khadr story, that there are things that may look completely opposite to us, when we are trying to abide by the command of Allah <clears throat> Just because the reality out there is opposing us, just because what India is doing today by CAA or CAB or NRC or 370 or 35A and making the citizens of the country as stateless people or Rohingya, what they did to the Muslims over there or what East Turkestan that the China is doing to them or what the Yahud did to the Palestinians by making them stateless all these things because they are just Muslim they have been placed in a situation that everything looks against going against Muslims. Now, we have to remember that, that this situation, whether it looks that way, it is not going to stay like that. And Allah will give the power back to the Muslims. As Allah talks about the story. 
the authority will come back to the one who are the righteous one. And that's the promise of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa And we have to remember that. And if we are the one who are not working for this cause, we better be working for this cause. Because Allah has promised us, وَعَذَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا سُعَلِحَاتٍ لِيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says, O you who believe. Allah is referring to the believers. This is the promise of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. To the one who believes and to the righteous thing, Allah will give them the authority. So whatever is happening in India today, or Rohingya, or East Turkestan, or anywhere where the Muslims have been oppressed, not only the Muslims, but the world at large have been oppressed. It is because of absence of Islam. And the only way this oppression can be lifted once Islam is back. And the only way we can bring Islam back, we have to find our role, how we can bring Islam back and free the people from the oppression that they are living in and bring them back to the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal that Allah has sent to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.